0: All right, welcome to uh, Superhero Fatigue Rewrites. This will be the first episode of this kind, maybe the last. We'll just see uh, how it's received. (laughs) Um, And I guess it's also sort of like a part two to our Man of Steel uh, coverage.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to listen to that first, uh, because otherwise... Well, I mean, you don't want to, but you have to, to for this to make sense. Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> if you don't, what the hell are you doing here?
1: So our goal here is to take uh, that, like, flaming turd in a bag of a movie and make something watchable out of it. And so. set it on your own porch <laughs> for
0: a minute. <laughs> Set it on your brain porch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to start with our recast of the movie and then we'll move on to sort of a rewrite, uh, reimagining, things we would change sort of segment. Yeah.
2: Unless you misunderstood the segment and you rewrote the whole movie to be a different movie.
1: Which is perfect because there's nothing I like more than listening to Christian talk.
0: <laughs> Aww. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Yes. Uh for my, are we are we doing a character at a time or our entire recast? Yeah, just entire. Yeah, recast. just do do your whole thing. Least okay. important
2: to most important.
1: Yeah, uh, so um, just to uh, just so you know, we uh, uh, we you know to kind of recap you we pretty much all agreed on the fact that there were some glimmers of a good movie here i think yeah right there's glimmers yeah
0: <laughs> i mean they're, they're, there, there. they're they will join superman and the stars
1: or some <laughs> there there are some interesting people. ideas here and i think we all pretty much agree we can do it better
2: this is yes. like the golden turd from american dad it's it's shiny but it's still shit
1: I think that that's just like it's not fr- the golden turd is not necessarily from American Dad. Okay, well it's like that golden it's just turd like in American. A phrase. <laughs> yes, yeah, a phrase that they turned into a bitch. <laughs> Whatever. Um, this is like, like the, plane the plane that you have to catch from a, uh, or the train you have to catch from Spider-Man
0: Two. Except that's in a lot of stuff too. <laughs> um, so, starting with least important. Really, I'm starting with the villains because they're only. Two major villains in this movie, and then I'll move into the yeah. human yeah. characters. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so I'm sorry, starting with Feyora. I went with Numi Rapace, who was in Bright on Netflix. Oh, yeah, terrible movie. Uh, but she's she's also like the girl from uh, with the dragon tattoo, the in, from the original movie. Okay, uh, she's been in some good stuff. Uh, she's just. Bright. Bright is an example of a movie where she's more action oriented, and she was also in uh, What Happened to Monday, also yes. on Netflix. See,
1: I didn't, uh, I didn't actually recast Feora because I just couldn't think of anybody. Right. right. I
2: Originally, I, I
0: had uh, uh, what's her name? Gwendolyn uh, Christie? Stacy. Is that her name? Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brienne of Tarth. But I decided I wanted someone who isn't like physically imposing because I think the Kryptonians. They're always more entertaining when they are, like, an average-sized person or, like, an average athletic person. That's, I think that's where the kind of amazing factor comes yes. from, you know? Yes, exactly. That's why, like, a lot of people hated Brandon Ralph as Superman because they, they said he had, like, a swimmer's bod or something. And uh, I always thought, no, that that's so much better. Yeah. Like, he looks like someone that would be amazing to see, like, yeah, the, lift a bus or something. Yeah, the, the point, point is, is that, that if, if you're an alien... alien it doesn't doesn't matter matter what what you look look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's something we should all take to heart. (laughs) Anyway, I went with Numi Rapace because she has, like, she has that accent that, like, I don't know, European, Eastern, Eastern European, European, something European, something or other. Ah, uh, the evil accent. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think that—that's just what movies think. <laughs> she's just got a very unique, almost like alien features of hmm. just like these high cheekbones and. Uh, I hope Wait, she, she never. She... I hope she never listens to this.
2: <laughs> is she the In a elf beautiful way. And bright.
0: She is like the one that's chasing the uh, good ooh, elf girl. Okay.
2: I see. Yeah. All she's right. badass
0: in that movie, too. Yeah. That movie sucks. Yeah. Worse than this one that we just talked about. But yeah, she's great in it. Um, and then, after that, I went ahead and just cast Zod. Uh, I went with Garrett Dillahunt, who plays uh, Ed Miller in The Assassination of Jesse James by okay. the coward Robert Ford. He's also like a cannibal hillbilly in The Road and uh, the bad guy in The Last House on the left remake. He's just, he's a really tall guy, very broad, and he... Uh, plays like these intense characters, but he's not just like all yelling all the time. Uh, but he's a great character actor and physically imposing, and I think he would be an
1: awesome for a for a first time listeners. Ren loves that movie, and so we've had many it's conversations.
0: His favorite movie. assassination of Jesse James yeah, by the we, We've had many conversations about it. Yeah, that is yeah. As That's of right now, that is my favorite movie. That's I love re-watching that one.
2: I told Ren I was going to watch it. This was a couple years ago. This was when. Jacob and Ren were still living together. I yeah. texted Ren one yeah. night and said, hey, I'm about to watch it. And he was like, don't, don't you watch that movie without me. <laughs> so instead I watched Unforgiven with had, Clint Eastwood.
0: I had a, a girlfriend who said she started it uh, with the woman she was staying with at the time and said, uh, well, we started watching it, but we turned it off because we kind of knew where it was going. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, I mean, like, he's going to get the gang back together for one last crime or something, robbing a train. And I was like, the the <laughs> movie is called The Assassination, Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Like, what? It's not that kind of... It's a drama. It's a, like a Western yeah. drama.
2: I also want to <laughs> so. clarify that uh, Garrett Dillahunt was my pick for Captain America in our Captain America episode, so... You went a
1: little southern there for no
2: reason. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Now
1: I'm telling you, in the last episode that we did, I talk about how the fact that this house changes you, this house makes you do weird
0: voices for no reason. And Christian, he does like more than anybody. He look does. Into the he southern does.
2: Accent. Oh, the it, it all the began. Southern accent. Is it all a really began easy when we watched Ghostwriter,
1: and Christian pretended that Wes Bentley was some southern milk toast
0: man.
2: He Uh, was—he was an an old little man. He just had a hint of the
0: pieces of flair.
2: He had a little bit of the touch in him. Uh,
0: Maybe it's because we live in Texas, so we're just prone to. It's an easy accent to slip into. Yeah, yeah, it's very natural to us in a weird way.
1: Yeah, no, I've I've I've, uh, fought my whole life to be
0: to uh, bury it deep down
1: really really i have i took i took honest to god classes in college where pretty much the goal of the class was don't talk with that accent by the end of this course i don't think (laughs) any
2: of us really have a thick i've heard
0: Stephen colbert talk about it before that he has made a point to get rid of his southern accent because he knows in like media anyway that if a southern accent sounds stupid Yeah. yeah So,
1: you're welcome for uh, continuing that stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, after that, the good guys. Uh, Jor-El is the first one I recast, mm-hmm. Superman's biological father. And I went with Eric Bana from yeah. Munich, yeah. Angley's yeah. Hulk. He was Hector and Troy. This guy is such a fantastic actor, and he's kind of fallen off in the last few years. Uh, but he's a very handsome man. He looks like an older Superman. Yeah. So, um,
2: that's someone you and I have talked about a lot in this house recently, yeah. especially about how much Probably we love it. Probably because
0: of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's great, and I would love to see him in more stuff, and uh, I think he'd be perfect for that role. Yeah, I think uh, being in being Ang Lee's Hulk, it really takes a toll on a man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, he's just, like, hitchhiking, like <laughs> the Hulk, like David Banner from the Hulk series, just sad, walking away uh, music. That, you know, I played the Hulk once. Oh, like MCU? no
1: just drop me off just drop me off but with an australian accent
0: i don't want to oh man i was about to do it oh no <laughs> no just, just don't let me christian don't i wasn't going to <laughs> Christian. i heard christian's mouth pop open a little i was just breathing yeah i feel like professor x and x2 jason stop it
2: no yeah we had a conversation as a group where we've decided that Af- especially after listening to our old episodes I'm not allowed to do an accent unless I know I can do it and by that I'm not allowed to do an accent unless they know I can do it
1: which means he's not allowed to do very many accents no I mm-hmm. am not <laughs> you gotta you gotta really mean a little bit you do have to really and it's yeah it's and that is mind you christian on this podcast is exactly like christian in real life so awesome yeah.
2: as hell <laughs>
0: All right, tell me about Martha. Uh, Well, I did Paw Kent first. Oh. I'll do Ma Kent. It doesn't matter. I went with Andy McDowell for Ma Kent. She was uh, Rita from Groundhog Day <laughs> Okay. with Bill Murray, she the played, love interest.
2: She played Alex uh, in uh, Clockwork Orange. No. I
0: don't think she... Oh, he's talking about Malcolm McDowell. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, wasn't he? She was also in that episode of Grounded for Life.
0: Close, y'all. <laughs> um, maybe. we just start a Grounded for Life podcast.
1: We, if you haven't... Listened, <laughs> One season and done. <laughs> there's a, there's an old episode where we go in like a 20-minute spiel about Grounded for Life. Well,
0: <laughs> Jake I and I do. No I point do. of saying that. I'm like, oh, I just realized y'all are still talking <laughs> about that, not this movie. Sorry. She's also the bitchy mom from Ready or Not, the uh, pretty fun horror movie that just came out not too long ago. But this woman one she's aged gracefully yeah and she's just like got that southern charm i don't know if there's any sort of like thing she said in the media or she's republican or something like something that's going to like irritate people with that if so i don't know about it so
1: cancel cancel twitter is uh is Uh, Leans pretty heavily to the left. So I I really feel like, yeah, being a Republican, that is enough to get canceled on Twitter. And that's enough to get you canceled for recommending her for a role on Twitter. I know. I'm just like, I'm covering my.
0: I know. I really, I should have researched these actors and actresses better. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that with all the actors we're talking about, we're not focusing on anything like that. We're not going to go out and cast Mel Gibson or something like that. I
2: definitely won't ever pick Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. He's just too angry.
0: He's, yeah, he, Is that why you specifically won't pick him?
2: <laughs> you oh, Jewish I, I, person. I didn't even mean it like that. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking
0: <laughs> no. about. No. Christian actually didn't mention that at all. No. Oh, I mentioned it first. Yeah, I'm Your making spirit. a
2: concerted effort not to break, because re-listening to old episodes... You I do mention it, a lot. it in every episode, I think.
0: In yeah. your defense, though, we do talk about Jacob's nipples looking like yarmulkes <laughs> yeah. and other things. But
1: there, I think there's more than one occasion in the old episodes where Christian says the phrase, dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay.
2: <laughs> I made it out of clay. You can't make people out of clay unless it's Wonder Woman. What, you're talking to the, I thought you were talking to the dreidel. So. So
0: anyway, Ren's uh, Recasts. <laughs> For Paw Kent, I went with the most obvious choice in my mind, Dennis yeah. Quaid. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: He's from The Rookie, The Right Stuff, uh, Davidge from Enemy Mine, if you grew up in my household. Jaws 3. <laughs> uh, the dad from the remake of The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. He's just like, he's got this southern, again, southern charm, yeah. Yeah. like he's hardworking working uh, man. I buy all I of want, it. I want him to pick me up from
1: summer camp and call me Hal. Oh.
2: The only yes. issue... <laughs> The only issue is he and Andy McDowell used to date. Did they really? Yeah, they had a three-year affair after her divorce in like the 90s.
1: Oh man, that's a setup for some good tension in an old married couple in a movie. Affair or... He was married. Oh my god. Oh, uh, don't, don't ruin Dennis Quaid for me. That's America's dad.
2: Look, people falter. I love Dennis Quaid. I think Dennis Quaid is a great actor who just doesn't take the best projects.
1: And sometimes goes off the
0: reservation, so to speak. Sure. Sure. Um. So yeah, that's my choice for pocket. Can I
2: say Randy Quaid?
0: Maybe. We did talk about him. Yeah, we did. I met Dennis Quaid. No, Randy Randy Quaid Quaid is nobody's dad.
2: (laughs) Randy Quaid is crazy as hell.
0: (laughs) He's not even really any. He's you know, he's still got strong uncle and energy. But Randy, Randy Quaid is a, But like
2: that uncle that doesn't come to Thanksgiving. Not the one because that you're the excited hit to see, but yeah, the one
0: that you just hear rumors yeah, about. Yeah, when
1: you're in high school and your friend has a dad who nobody at school knows and nobody has ever seen. That's he's that that's kid's that. dad. The yeah. tough kid. <laughs> he's the tough kid who smokes menthols behind the
0: school. <laughs> my uncle pretty Close. much. My uncle pretty much lets me go packer these any time I want. I just take the rest of her gas money. <laughs> um, and then for Lois Lane, I have Naomi Scott, Naomi Scott who was okay. uh, Princess Jasmine from mm-hmm. the uh, recent live action Aladdin movie, yes. and well, <laughs> but Kimberly say, yeah. from the 2007 Power Rangers movie.
2: Kimberly mm-hmm. Scott, right? Heart. Oh, I don't know why I thought. Naomi Scott. Scott.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that a porn star? I think it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: just talking Boy. about
0: power rangers christian.
1: we'll <laughs> find out
0: yeah <laughs> first episode if we yeah. don't find out christian will find out no. uh, <laughs> let uh, us know later
2: yeah. i don't care enough
0: <laughs> um anyway i she's kind of like a uh, up-and-coming actress and she's gorgeous she's um not just another uh, white woman necessarily in these movies she is of uh she's
2: Indian, Um, I believe she's just, I don't want to say, and just, again, I'm
0: trying not to get canceled here because I'm ignorant, but
2: uh, I think she is Indian. She's uh, British uh, Indian.
0: Okay. Um, anyway, she's got, she has like a fiery personality and presence. I think we saw that a little bit with like the way princess Jasmine was written in that movie. And I do want to see her in more things. So I think she'd be great.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and for Superman. I went with a fairly unknown actor for this role. Maybe DJ Qualls. I can feel it in my bones. I don't know if he's unknown necessarily. He's the new guy. Probably a lot of people don't know who that is. He is still the new guy. (laughs) No, I did not go with DJ Qualls. Unfortunately, Jacob. Uh, I went with Matthew Daddario. He is Alexandra Daddario's brother. He looks like Superman they're just a they're a good looking family i'll say that much he's 6'3 um so far the only shows or movies he's done of note that i know of he did like one of those young adult cheesy shows on freeform Mm -hmm. called shadow hunters that sounds like a freeform show exactly exactly.
1: freeform and cw just share programming because it feels like if i see a show on one
0: i see it on the other i I thought it was a cw show at first (laughs) And then he did the 2016 Cabin Fever remake, but he's, like, the right age range to play yeah. Superman, and, he, I mean, he's a massive dude, uh, but he still has, like, a friendly face and everything, and I think that, uh, I mean, he's got those, like, electric blue eyes that his sister has, pretty much. Um, those, are they? They're not, like, terrifying Tom Cruise eyes, though, are they?
1: I don't want I don't want no, Superman to
2: No, there's a soul behind me. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: there is there a soul, is a soul in it. there. I don't a see a soul in there.
1: <laughs> Man, right before I came over to record this podcast, I was at my apartment and I was watching uh, the video of Tom Cruise talking about being a Scientologist, and that video scares the hell out of me, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just making eye contact with the interviewer and it's like uh, uh. that's just that's just keeping Scientology
2: working. Stop Tom. <laughs> well,
1: eventually we'll talk, we'll brush on my Complete and total obsession with things having to do with Scientology, but not today. But in a, a negative light, yeah.
2: We there will be an intervention. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Point. I'm not
1: a Scientologist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that was clear. Yeah,
1: I did read Dianetics one. Well, I read part of Dianetics one time, but it's just the most like pseudo science crap. That it was incredible. Uh, that I made th- it. Sorry, through as much Scientologist as I did. listeners. <laughs> not that sorry. You've
0: been brainwashed.
1: Yeah. We're tra- we're literally- we are very certain of it. We're
0: doing we're doing you a favor. We're on the outside looking in, and it's not looking good. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth
2: um, Moss. She he listens to our podcast.
0: Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss being that's a bummer. Michael yeah. Pena.
2: Yeah, wow. that's a big bummer. That's a bummer.
0: real bummer. Um, anyway, that's my cast. I think I think uh, it, I always like when like I liked when Brandon Routh was Superman, like an unknown person. Yeah. Uh, but this is kind of moving in that same direction. Just like make someone a star. Unlike, well, it didn't work for
1: Brandon Ralph. See, I usually for superhero movies, I really do usually like to pick uh, unknown actors, just because uh, I think that it kind of gives the audience that same sense of discovery. Like, oh man, this guy has superpowers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I did not do that for any of my casts. So <laughs> well, let's uh, uh, let's hear yours. All right. So for Feora I picked nobody because her character doesn't matter, and I don't care. Sure. Uh, I, and I really I, w- I want you to know I really did try I, I got two extra weeks to try to find somebody and there was nobody where I just thought like that's the person to improve this character because I don't really need the character of Faora yeah um, so I didn't pick her I'm sorry if I broke the rules uh, but I couldn't I tried my best <laughs> all right so we'll start with Zod so for Zod I chose David Morse Um. Now, so with David Morris, the thing about him that I was a little iffy about is that the fact his hair is almost a trademark, you know what I mean? It's like it's a kind of a specific shade of gray, and uh, sure. and and I don't know, and I don't know that I could really, uh,
0: uh,
1: but he's got a man, that man, dead eyes better than anybody I know, he's got it, yeah, tall. and he's got a great, he's. Fantastic calculus. This is actually why I was talking about Disturbia. A minute ago. I was about to ask, does this
2: have anything to do with you watching Disturbia this is earlier? This
1: villain in the Shia LaBeouf yeah. <laughs> movie. Uh, and also he plays Detective Tritter in uh, season two of House.
2: Yeah. I think. Oh where he chews a
1: lot of nicotine gum. Yeah. Uh, I love David Morse. I do too. I think he's great. Uh, but I think that he could really do that cold calculating, like bread for this purpose, kind of almost robotic thing. Um and he could play kind of the conflicted portion of I want to save my race uh you know I think he could play that a little bit better than Michael Shannon yelling at everything
0: yeah I mean he's he has played like Gentle Giants yeah. in things before and I can totally see him just kind of using that as a manipulative and uh tactic That's that's always been something that I really liked about him is
1: that he uh he's got big eyes um and, the, and his they go from soft to hard so quickly. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's such a good quality, right? I think. Yeah, I, I like David Morse a lot. And I, I wish I had seen him in more stuff. I wish I didn't have to dig up Detective Tritter from House Season 2 yeah. <laughs> to refer to him. All right, so jor um, so I went with Clive Owen. I like Clive Owen and stuff.
2: Okay. I think Clive um, Owen was one we each, me and Ren both talked about yeah? at one yeah. point at least. Uh, so
1: I think he's a good actor, of course. And he's got a vaguely Superman-esque kind of face, which I really like. I think it's kind of uh, shades, shades of his son kind of thing. And for me, uh, he looks, a l- he's still looks a little bit weathered. And he looks pretty weathered and grizzled, I guess. But he looks a little less weathered and grizzled than...
2: Uh, Russell Crowe? Russell, uh, Russell Rock? Yeah.
1: He looks a little less weathered than Russell Crowe, which I kind of like, because they're having the first natural child on Krypton. And so that was just a weird thing to me that Russell Crowe—he's an old dude, you know—he's not a young guy at all. And so, I mean, maybe things work different on Krypton or whatever. But I think Clive Owen could play a little bit younger, a little bit better, where it'd make a little bit more sense to me. Uh, yeah, and I don't—I
0: I don't know exactly how they—how old they are, like. Wise I don't—I
1: don't, I don't either. But he just looks a little too grizzled for me to be having a new baby. Sure. Okay. All right. From Martha. Martha Kent. Ma Kent. Kent.
0: All
1: right, I picked Sally Field, uh, which I feel Field, it's it's Field, just the one.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay, so I picked Sally Field, um, which obviously I think she's, for me, she was a pretty obvious choice.
2: Dude, yeah, she's such a duh pick for that part. Yeah,
1: uh, she does, especially, have, have you seen Places of the Heart? No. Oh, man, she has such a good, like, mom rising above challenging circumstances thing going on in that movie which i really wish would have been played up in this a little bit more instead of focusing entirely on superman's dad yes i think uh,
2: she's uh, i think she's great as aunt may in the amazing spider-man movies. yeah I, I do she's too. one of those glimmers in those that was she why is I, that she was is there in those movies. and that's now,
1: why i almost didn't up. that's why i almost didn't pick her because she was in those movies but i decided i don't care this is my recast
2: yeah,
1: yeah the mcu doesn't exist in my recast I think of um, her more that's as... That's not
2: the mm, MCU. No. Place.
1: Or,
0: oh yeah, I guess that's the... That's the, the, just the,
2: the sh- shitty Sony. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think of her more as like, is it Martha Lincoln? She plays Abe Lincoln's dad, or <laughs> dad. <She's, laughs> she plays uh, Abe Lincoln's wife in the Lincoln movie.
2: Mary Lincoln. Mary, Mary? Todd.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then she's in Forrest Gump as his yeah. mom. Yeah. Honestly, is
2: there a Mr. Kent... Mrs. Kim, Kim.
0: <laughs> he's Anna <Tarnida>. and, then, <laughs> and then Clark's just <laughs> sitting there going.
1: <laughs> but honestly, I've wanted to cast her uh, for a long time in something because I ever since I watched Sybil when I was growing up, and I loved that movie, <laughs> which it, it scared the shit out of me, but I loved that movie, and so she's had such a huge impact on me for since then. All right, uh, for Jonathan Kent. Uh, I went uh, with DJ. Qu- no, nah, I went with Dennis Quaid, Dennis obviously. Quaid. I went, he's, he's like I said, he's America's dad. Uh, he can look any age from early forties to early sixties, uh, which is great because this movie does a little bit of time jumping. Um, I forgot to mention with Sally Field, Uh, The way that her face is, her face has remained largely the same for a long time, and I don't think that if we needed to, like, make up her down or CG her down a little bit, I don't think it'd be hard to do it to make her a little younger during the childhood stuff. younger
0: features, even if she does have an old
1: lady face. She does, yeah. Uh, And, of course, because, frankly, I was constantly reminded of him (laughs) throughout the entire movie. I wanted him playing this role from the first time I
0: saw Pocket. (laughs) I I like Dennis Kevin (laughs) Costner. Oh, Dennis Costner is America's dad. I think that's America's
1: daddy. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Uh, for Lois Lane, uh, Ren and I, actually, I'm going to admit something to you guys. Ren and I did briefly discuss this pick, uh, and so I already know he doesn't like it. Oh, God. Uh, I can't remember who it is. I picked Kate Mara. Uh, <sighs> I think. Christian was more disappointed. Yeah, I don't. I, I just
2: don't okay. like Kate Mara. She just I, doesn't work for me.
1: I I like her a lot, but I think that I think she's... nepotism fine, but uh... <laughs> the thing about Kate Mara for me is that I think that she could really. I mean, obviously she does a good. I mean, she, in my opinion, has done a good job playing uh, fire redheaded or fiery Rooney Mara. One point. Her
0: sister is the one I despise. Oh, she's she horrible. Bland, uh, uh,
1: as. But I, something that's so important for me that I didn't really touch on on the podcast. Amy Adams has a constant smirk, and I hate it. I don't like it at all. Uh, And I think that... stop measuring dicks with her as she says (laughs) in the movie or whatever. It's bigger. Uh, But I think that Kate Mara, she's... Kate Mara, if there's anybody who can serious face, she's got a really, really serious face, and I think she would do a really, really fantastic job kind of doing hard-hitting reporter. (laughs) This woman is beautiful. (laughs) You're mean. Uh, All right, so we got the big one. Cal L. Who is that? Superman. Superman. <laughs>
0: we no! can't do
1: that! I know. <laughs> Alright, so for Superman, I really did want to do an unknown, and I looked at a lot of up and coming actors. Damn it. <laughs> I looked at a lot of up and coming actors to do it, but eventually I just went with Richard Madden. Okay. Yeah. Thrones, That's, yeah. Who, I,
2: that's who I had at first.
1: Yeah. Eventually I went with Richard Madden because A. He's a great actor. I know he's a great actor. Uh, and look, if these movies want me to brood... I, I don't mind the fact that these movies are darker toned and if they that they brood a little bit. And if these movies want to brood, that man can brood. Sure. man can brood with the best of them. Yes, he can. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. I think that... And, and not to mention, um, he's really got a good... Superman facial structure underneath all of that crappy facial hair that I'm not a huge strong fan jaw. of. He really He's does a have a strong jaw. He's, I think he even has a cleft in his chin. Yeah. Probably.
2: He's yeah. a uh, Batman, one of my Batman picks. Oh, no kidding. He's An on my face. short list. <laughs> That's from friends. He was my Superman pick for this recasting for a while before no, I changed it because you had him.
1: Uh, for the record, uh, I have gained a little bit of a rip garnered rather, a little bit of a reputation for casting badly because i'm bad at casting but uh i'm pretty proud i'm pretty proud of this i'm pretty proud i think this one's good well thought yeah the only one i don't like is
2: kate mara and that's mostly a personal thing
1: yeah all right so that's a that's my cast for my upcoming movie
2: fix all right christian all right so for Feora,' because I did all the homework, teacher. <laughs> There's that southern accent again. I did all my homework, teacher. I went with Gina Carano. Uh, Mandalorian, she's the yeah. rebel. Who? She's the badass uh, female villain from Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. She's imposing. I think she's surprisingly talented for a UFC hey, fighter. One. Movie. i've never seen haywire it's a movie
1: uh no i'm laughing at
0: surprisingly talented for a ufc fighter
2: she is, <laughs> dude she i think she's good i think she, she has
0: gotten better she yeah. was not good to start with certainly but well, I, I for agree. sure she's gotten but
2: better. she's i mean at least she's not Ron, ronda rousey is a terrible actress and most ufc fighters are but she's surprisingly good am sure uh that's it. That's all I have on Faora, you know? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, for Zod, I went with a personal favorite of mine, a deep, deep love. I went with Mr. Michael Bean. Uh, Kyle Reese Ooh. from the original Terminator. You guys
0: both kind of casted older
1: for that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Johnny Ringo.
1: I guess Zod still gets to. Oh, oh no. Wait, did you say Sean Bean? No, no Michael, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. I think you said Sean Bean. I was Kyle like, Reese what? Terminator? Okay,
2: Give me just a second. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> We'll get to Sean
1: Bean. I thought you. I was like, well, Sean Bean still gets to die, I guess. Uh,
2: well, give me just a second. Uh, oh, oh. So I picked Michael Bean. Uh, I think he's great. I think he's wonderful. I love him and everything. Michael Bean's one of my favorite people to just pop up and say, "Oh shit." That's Michael Bean.
0: Quit saying Michael Bean. You've said it like fifteen times. <laughs> I know.
2: I don't know what's wrong. You can use uh, pronouns or whatever. Of all the use,
0: Michael Beans in the world, in the Michael, Michael Bean is world. my favorite
2: Michael Bean. I didn't want to go with a Superman who or a Zod who's very physically imposing because Terrence Stamp in Superman Two and the original Superman also isn't uh, very not. imposing at all. Hmm. But he's fun as Zod. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to capture that Terrence Stamp energy. Uh, for Ma Kent, I went with Mary Steenbergen. It's funny, Jacob mentioned he was watching What's Eating Gilbert Grape before he came over here. Mary Steenbergen plays the shopkeeper he's having the affair with. Oh, or no, fair. the woman he delivers from the shop, too, that he's having an affair with. Yeah, 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 She's the mom in Elf. She's also Will Ferrell's mom again in Step Brothers. Oh, wow. Uh but I think she's great. She's got that classic that's, that's, motherly that's charm. honestly a perfect pick. Yeah, yeah dude, it'd I be great. That. I love that a lot. Uh, for Paw Kent, I went with Bruce Greenwood. Most, not maybe not most. I mean, he's From a very Lost. accomplished actor. No, I don't think he's in Lost. Really? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Star Trek, though, he plays Captain Pike.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That yes, like, that's yeah, right. The pick is fine. This but, man. Yeah, yeah, the pick is fine, but how dare you not pick Dennis Quaid? <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of mad about I it. I didn't
2: pick Dennis Quaid because Ren said Dennis Quaid, and I said, Oh my God, that's perfect. And he said, Nope, I'm already taking it. And I said, Damn. I mean, Dennis Quaid is the perfect choice. I was
0: selfish with my Quaid.
2: Bruce Qu- Green was I do not throw out Quaid's lightly. <laughs> For Jorl Jacob, spoilers. I went with Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. I think you can see some of the the after effects from when Richard Madden was my uh, Superman because <laughs> Sean Bean's already played his dad before. Mm. But I think Sean Bean is still a great Jor-el. I think he could deliver it well. Like he's got he's good at pleading. Uh, he Jor-el dies. The thing
1: I like I like Sean Bean as an actor, but yeah. the strange thing with me about that is that I think he's just has he has a little bit too much of a shithead face for me. You know what I mean? Because jor kind of uh, like a pure man. I mineral. can kind
0: of see that, but I still think of him more as like Ned Stark than yeah. anything. And he's like a totally
2: good dude. Yeah, he, or uh, Boromir, exactly. who uh, is yeah. one of my favorite see, characters in those movies. But catch... he's a shithead. No. He's, he's a shithead cor- for most of it. He's corrupted by the one ring.
1: That doesn't mean he's not a shithead. He's That's, just a shithead for a, a reason. Yeah. Y'all stop. No, honestly, all you have to do to make Sean being a nice guy is put a beard on him in a movie. Yeah. Put a well, beard on it.
2: There you go. jor
1: that's a, that a right.
2: Uh, for Lois Lane, I went with Tessa Thompson. You'll know her from Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh, and Endgame. She plays Valkyrie. Yeah. She's in uh, Annihilation.
0: Christian, she's black.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was actually. I can't believe her are casting a black law of wine. I actually. One, I think she's a very. T- <laughs> That mentality is so
1: stupid. If you had that reaction to that casting choice.
2: Stop listening. Don't listen. Yeah, we don't don't want you. I don't don't want you. Sorry. We don't want you We're done with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Discarded. Uh, I think she's a fantastic actress. Uh, I love her. And I think it's important to have the symbol of truth, justice, and the American way be in an interracial relationship i think that sends a good message yeah
1: it's It's kind of interesting yeah kind of a melting pot sort of thing yeah i think i think
2: it's very good for the
1: character it's a well thought out choice i like that a lot
2: Uh, and finally for superman the big man himself i don't know why i rhymed man with man but here we are
0: (laughs) is that a rhyme you and rhymes
2: no i just said the word twice i guess (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) Uh Damn it! I went with Army Hammer. Okay. Uh, he is good in a lot of things. I think he's awesome in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., where he plays this like Russian spy alongside Henry Cavill. Funnily enough, uh, he's really fun in that movie. He can be really charming, uh, which I think is important to the Superman character. And then he's in this movie called Sorry to Bother You. And no spoilers, no worries. But he is fantastic i think he is so good in that movie he's six foot five he's only 33 he's He's, he looks he can look just like superman and he's a great actor yeah you have to (laughs) is that good one for them, one like for you. One? No, I did not. I did
0: not see that. Oh man, it was rough. I did see Sorry to Bother You either. Sorry to
2: Bother You is awesome. Don't take it on drugs, because I don't think it'd don't be fun on, it drugs. on drugs. Like, don't get-
0: <laughs> Don't take that movie. Don't take that movie while watching drugs.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I took some drugs. Don't watch it on drugs. Why? Because it... it, I just don't think it would be fun.
0: How do you know?
2: I didn't take it on drugs. Stop saying take it on drugs. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't watch it on drugs. I was sober when I watched it. It just, watching it, I was like, oh, oh if I were stoned, this would be a lot worse.
0: I can have, A guess lot weirder. I can't imagine I, I haven't yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, so.
1: It,
2: it gets. I'll take your word for it. It gets yeah, different.
1: Yeah. I probably just won't watch it, if I'm being honest.
2: It's awesome. I recommend it. Lakeith Stanfield's great. He's great. He's, he's great. They're all making out.
1: Okay. All right. So the next part all of this around is, pretty solid. Yeah. No, I liked everything. Recast. Good casts. All right. So the next thing that we're doing now is repairing this golden turd <laughs> of a movie. We're doing our best here, uh, but what's interesting? So if you have any ideas or anything for recast that you do, uh, new ideas that you'd have, ways you yeah ways you'd change us. the movie. Yeah, no, we tweet at us. Yeah. We'd love to hear something like that. Uh, mostly because I am uh, neither a film buff nor a comic buff. Uh, Ren and Christian are kind of both more than me, uh, and so I need your help. I need your help real bad. <laughs> Please help me. You're
0: his only hope. Help me. Oh, man. Uh, Alright, things I would change with this movie. First thing is the director. I think that's the biggest thing yeah. that needs to be changed. Uh, and I know there was a whole situation with getting Zack Snyder for this. They needed someone who could do a big budget cgi heavy movie uh in a short amount of time put the whole thing together in a few months and he did so i mean it's probably <laughs> it's probably as good as he could do in a few months you know it's probably as good as he could do they period. gave him four yeah. years
2: to do bvs though Ugh. four years
0: yeah i remember when it came out thinking this is what y'all did in four years um Anyway, I, I I think I would have Sam Mendes direct. He did Ooh, Road to Perdition. He's done yeah. the last two Bond movies that have been released. Um, Nineteen
1: Seventeen. I, I think that that yeah, that could do a little little gritty while still. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I love classy, me some gritty. Sam Mendes. Uh, yeah. He's great that's, at shooting a- action sequences.
1: Yeah, that's such a good choice. I, I know, love that song he does. I didn't even, I didn't even replace the director. I just. Yeah, re-wrote yeah I mean, the script. I didn't expect yeah.
0: everybody would, but I think yeah. that. Um, that's just a big thing I would. No, that's that's a fantastic choice.
2: That song he does with Camilla Cabello is so good.
0: Um, it's Camilla Cabello. Well, however, and no. <laughs> anyway, um, I, the first like major thing I would change is I would alter Paw Kent, Jonathan Kent's death, to uh, Martha Kent dying. Um because the movie focuses so much on Clark's relationship and we keep doing this flashback to the past crap over and over again and I just think it would make so much more sense if his mom died. Also, it would change things up from what people expect because his dad usually dies in a lot of uh, Superman media. So for the mom to die, I think um, you could focus more on the father-son relationship because that's what the movie's about. It's about... Him and his dad on another planet and him and his dad here on Earth. Um, And I think that that would work well for, like, maybe the dad. Because he would still have the same motivations and stuff. But he is, like, holding Clark back more during that tornado scene. Stopping him from, like, going after his mom. And it hurts the dad, too, to do that. Because that's his wife. Um, And that would also uh, give more motivation for Clark to become, like, this roving uh, homeless person who's trying to find out where he came from because he's like alienated from his earth dad now um, and then eventually when he comes back to the farm and saves his parent from Zod um, that would scenes like that would be like he's making amends a little bit like cool. they're they're rebuilding that bridge between each other um, and yeah the, his dad could apologize for telling him like to lay low with his abilities. It could kind of reverse his motivation into something like, yeah, you, I was wrong. You can be such a good thing for the world. And I see that now.
1: I think that that's interesting because throughout a lot of my thinking about the movie, it was, uh, Hawkin is kind of one note. You know what I mean? I mean, he's yeah. just like, don't reveal yourself, don't reveal yourself. You're special, you're special. And it ends on such a dour note. With, yeah. Well, he died. I, just... think, I think showing some development with him, I think, is not just using him as a vehicle for Superman to have these values ingrained in him. I like that a
0: lot. Yeah, normally I hate when uh, media, like, you, the mother character is just dead and forgotten. Yeah. And they're certainly... <laughs> looking at you, 90s. <laughs> oh, looking at you, all of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: just... Wait, all the moms are dead in the in the galaxy far, far away. Right? You have a baby and you just die. It's like a... And uh, like Catelyn like a Stark
0: movie. in Game of Thrones. She's yeah. dead and you never... You hear Ned Stark talked about so much and you never hear a single thing about her for the rest of the show. Which Catelyn Stark dying breaks my heart, but we'll talk about that someday. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. I don't think we will. <laughs> after that, I would add both Jimmy Olsen and Lex Luthor into this movie. Um... Jimmy Olsen for more levity, because it does get pretty heavy and too bogged down by all of this, like, just dour crap. Yeah. Um, so, I think having, like, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, working there. And there's a woman named Jenny working in that office. So, it would... It would make more sense to have a character that you care about. Yeah. So when this character is trapped under the rubble later, you're like, oh, I recognize who that is. For a lot of people I mean, in the audience, anyway. The,
1: even if you want to, like, gender bend that character a little bit and have it be Jenny Olson or whatever, fine. That's She's fine. already there.
0: Although I did do a recast for this character, uh, Will Poulter from We're the Millers mm-hmm. and uh, Midsummer and Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. He's just... Uh, he's hilarious strange face guy eyebrows (laughs) he's just he's got great
1: comedic timing i think he's so funny and uh he does and he's got funny not because his face is strange although it is a little strange but (laughs) he he just says he is uh he's a good expression actor like a good react he's a good reactor yes he is yeah uh
0: also in the scene where lois lane first shows up and she's at that campsite where you know the spaceship is buried nearby they show her looking at a camera and watching Clark, like, creep up along the edge, yeah. and that's when she goes to follow him. I think it would make sense to have Jimmy there with her as, like, this, you know, fumbling idiot with the baggage or whatever. Yeah. And then he sees Clark, and she's like, let me see, and goes over, and then she takes off and kind of leaves him there thinking, like, what, what do I do? Do I go after her or something? And anyway, just more more moments of comedy and uh, just little little bits of Bringing brightness. Bringing some brightness into this deep, dark thunderstorm of a movie. And Lex Luthor, the whole, you know, like we said, the end of this movie is just a lot of destruction in Metropolis. And it is brought on by Superman. When he uh, turns on that ship, we didn't mention this in the movie when we were talking about it, but when he turns on the ship to fly it away, that sends out like a signal or its activation lets Zod know exactly where he is. And that's what brings them to earth. So it's his fault that they come to Earth. I mean, he's certainly not trying to hurt hurt anybody, but um, so I think that Superman has kind of drawn Zod to the Earth. Whether people know it, know that he was directly responsible or not, they know that Zod is there for Superman, and that's a great way to give motivation to someone like Lex Luthor, who is trying to build himself up as like this uh, good guy. But he's really like an evil politician type, yeah. you know, yeah. business owner. He's Jeff Bezos, basically. Yeah, and I think I think especially in that world, that kind of villain, like the, uh, uh,
1: it was weird that Iron Man was as successful as it was when it was because of that industrialist type good character. Yes, but I think that this is this time is ripe if you want to make an industrialist bad guy, do it today. And he has because the world is, the, I mean, the, the
0: social like leanings are so right for it. They wait for the next movie, and I understand maybe it's overpacked. To try to you know shoehorn another character into yeah. this thing, but that goes into my next bit, uh, which is I would cut the action-packed finale of this movie in half.
1: Yeah, to leave oh, a
0: lot yeah. more room for character development. Get to know the Daily Planet staff. Get to know Lex Luthor enough to see that he has motivation, so that when the sequel starts, he's already like planning stuff, and you get it. I think we can all agree to cut a good bunch of that shit right out. Oh man, he already <laughs> knows who they are in the second movie, and yeah. it's like. How does he know? I don't know. He and just figured it out. He's just smart. I guess. Uh, and I did cast uh, that part, too. I went with Spencer Treat Clark, who plays Bruce Willis's son in Unbreakable and Glass. Uh,
2: that was my pick. No. I'm the one who told you about him. I said you, he'd be a great Lex Luthor.
0: somebody. It doesn't matter. He's my That's pick. That's who I'd go with. I think he's a very... like He looks like a nice person, but he also has those eyes... That I could see him like playing a character who is who's got sin- sinister motivation yeah.
2: behind him. He plays unhinged really well in Agents of Shield. Stop. Honestly,
0: I'd probably stop he... talking about that. Shrek. He's in it.
1: <laughs> I'd probably pick Oliphant again, but the only reason I would is because
0: mm. I love him. He's good. I don't know. He's he's one of those guys that I think looks weird bald. Uh,
1: yeah. I thought oh, you I picked so, him for lost. Iron
2: Man. Also, Lex Luthor
0: has, like, long red hair in the next movie, or red hair in general. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think Spencer also has, if if not, like, chestnut hair or something, pretty similar. Um, And so the last thing that I would change is the, uh, what is it called, the world engine that's destroying the earth in this movie that Clark has to stop. He destroys the one half, and then he goes back to the other side of the earth, uh, Christopher Maloney and his group, they are, yeah, they're trying to uh, bring down Feora's ship or okay. something like that. Okay. And so uh, that ends with her ship being destroyed and killing a lot of the uh, Kryptonians mm-hmm. that are there. They're weaker or something because they haven't exposed themselves to the sun and the atmosphere as much. So they die. Uh, But the world engine on the other side of the earth still needs to be destroyed. So it's Clark's mission to carry his old rocket ship up and create the singularity that will destroy it. And that's the reason he and Zod stay fighting in Metropolis. It's Clark trying to do this thing to save the whole world, and he has to be there to carry this bomb up. But Zod keeps knocking him around and stopping him from doing it. Yeah. That way, all of the destruction is more justified. He just can't get out of the city because more people will die if he doesn't. Cool. Okay. And uh, so he eventually carries it up. Zod is with him, and he throws it into uh, the world engine. And it creates the black hole singularity, and Zod is pulled into it. And that way Superman is not murdering him, snapping his neck at the end. It's just he gets rid of the bad guy. You can even
2: have Superman...
0: And it can be Zod's own doing of, like, he's trying to, like, go and stop it or something, and he gets pulled in.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he accidentally backs the guy out of the window after he pulls a knife on him. And then the cops look up at
0: him. (laughs) What? (laughs) Spider-Man. Oh. um, Thanks. And then Clark would go and have a moment with Lois away from ground zero. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, those you, are the things that I would Maybe change. he would pick her up and they would fly oh so high. Oh so high and have
1: their own little sky bow. <laughs> um, cool, wait, man. That's, that's my reward. No, I like that. And I think that, uh, I like, uh, you took it an approach that I didn't expect where you, instead of, uh changing the fact that there's a lot of destruction of the city you, or like that his you, dad is kind of a you, dick you gave a reason for it I, I like i think that that's interesting i did not <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> what do you think christian
2: ren and i had already talked about his changes yeah, yeah i'm a hundred percent on board with him i again didn't really think we were just changing the movie so much as rewriting it completely, and so I'm over-prepared.
0: I think but... we can do either one, honestly. Okay, yeah. yeah. like, perfect. Yeah,
1: so for me, so he changed, he did things like change the directors. Um, I just changed plot points throughout the movie uh, to make it better for me. Which, oh, it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> Alright, Um. so I'm gonna do this. Mine will be a little quick because I have it written out pretty sequentially. Cool. Alright, so we begin. Um, I think it's most important from the very beginning for me to make Zod show some shades of a uh, Maybe like not knowing that this is a dirty job and kind of not being okay with the fact that it's a dirty job. I think that that was one of my favorite things about Thanos in uh, in uh, Infinity War, and one of my least favorite things about Thanos in Endgame is that he went from nuanced to so much less nuanced, and I hated that. For sure. I hated it because I think that it's it doesn't make sense for a character to develop negatively <laughs> over time. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I just, I think that Zod, I think that that really cool, could have been a cool villain where it's like, this guy was bred for it. He doesn't want to do it, but it's all he can do. It's all he knows how to do. He's basically, he's basically like fighting against his own
0: programming.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then eventually he has to do it, but he's not happy about it, which I think gives Superman, it gives him a little more empathy, not just for the audience, but for Superman as well, where this guy, he's not just an idealist. He's just a guy who, you know, he was bred to save his race by any means necessary and he's adding sympathy to a villain is good. You do ne- you never want a one-note villain, man. You no, never think, ever
0: do. Oh, this person's the bad guy cuz they're doing bad things. It exactly. should be like, you know what? I kind of understand why they're doing that. Exactly. Bad things. Dude,
1: nobody nobody wants a mustache twirler in the 2000s, you know what I mean? Yes. All right, so uh, I think that for me having the lesson that Jonathan teaches Superman be different is important. I think it was important to you too. Sure. Um, I was a little so. I was just focused on
0: fixing this movie in particular yeah script i guess yeah so that's why so i didn't take that out when, but i would absolutely take
1: that. so when superman lifts the bus out of the uh out of the lake or the river or whatever dick splash
2: <laughs> <I forgot laughs> out of the that. dick splash
1: i think it's really important to have superman like up until that point jonathan has been saying uh you have to hide yourself you know you have to uh, you have to stay under wraps because you don't want people to come after you. You don't want the government to come after you. And then once he does that, I want Superman apologizing about it, and I want Jonathan to be like, "Look, sometimes doing the right thing means you have to make yourself you have to make yourself vulnerable for the good of other people." Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's that's exactly that is exactly what Superman is like. Superman he he's the, he makes himself vulnerable for the good of other people. Yeah. Exclusively, yeah. that's what being a superhero
0: is, and he's the superhero. It's like, in other comic book movies, it's like, uh, you don't reveal your secret identity to the person that you're with because you don't want them to come into harm's way. And it's kind of like Superman's whole job is that with the whole world where he does kind of like put himself out there and he will get hurt and stuff to protect everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Um, great. I like that. For me, I think, uh, it's
1: important that Lois does not meet Superman, um, because i think that that the fact that she doesn't get to like sit and talk with superman maybe maybe at the end or something like that but especially whenever they're first building that thing i don't want her to meet clark kent as superman right off the bat no know, know who he is you know know what he can do
0: just right away
1: i hate that i think that's
0: stupid i love the tr- the love triangle i understand that the idea of that needs to be updated mm-hmm. somewhat but it's still just such a a, a classic part of their like dynamic that yeah. losing that you lose a lot.
1: I do, yeah I agree. I think that the idea that maybe uh, she could meet Clark. You know he he's in there doing Superman stuff or whatever in the scout ship, yeah. trying to find his his origin. She's there for some stupid ass reason, uh, and she sees him and then later meets Clark while she's still there, and he has to come up with some ridiculous reason why he's there, which makes her suspicious about Clark. Mm. But doesn't say, "Hey, I'm Superman." You know what I mean? Because that create for me that gives a lot more of that romantic tension, which this movie had zero of between the two of them. There was no tension. There was no. There was no cat and mouse, which is so. That's so integral to the idea of Lois Lane and Superman. Is there's a cat and mouse game for a long time that she doesn't know that he's Superman. He just
0: saves her from the plane, and it's like, well, I guess we're a thing now. Yeah, exactly, dude. You cauterized my wound earlier. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that romantic? Yeah. You, you put your eyes in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it like that. You put your eyes
1: in my belly. Uh, okay. So uh, I want Zod to attack first. Before before the message. Before any of it. Because I think that the idea of Superman seeing the power of Zod is important. That's important for me, yeah. knowing that somebody's on equal footing with him. Before he sends the message down about Superman, I think destroying something as an example or what uh, would be important for Superman. But also, that would be where I killed Jonathan Kent.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Because Superman can't stop it. It's not a, It's not. he shouldn't, it's that he's powerless to stop it. Or he's une- He's not
0: expecting it. Exactly, If there's yeah. just a sudden alien attack. Yeah. Uh, and I think that... Uh yeah also I, you could like leave out the uh zod drowning him in a sea of skulls or whatever' he doesn't need to like make a turn like that if he's already killed Superman's earth dad exactly. and yeah. his dad on krypton
1: yeah i need I need somebody uh yeah i need I need Superman going up there with rage I need Superman to learn how to be superman not to be Superman right away you know what I mean yes. uh okay. So that's the catalyst that makes Superman decide, I got to ramp up, I got to, I got to reveal myself, I got to start this fight. Nice. Now the final fight begins in Smallville, which I liked, but it doesn't continue in Smallville. I think Superman gets thrown through a shop front. Superman gets thrown through a grain silo, and sees the destruction that that causes, <laughs> which means that the rest of the movie is spent with him trying to bring him away from populated areas, you know, into a cornfield or into something picturesque. You know what I mean? Something beautiful but wilderness it's just superman baiting him out of that so that he can't cause that kind of destruction which is beautiful to superman's character you know it shows the fact that he's that he's lived in a small town his whole life and he wants to save these people who he knows already yeah which is perfect because that means that superman can move can force the fight to move to the arctic which is a location that's already established and already has the scout ship there because I mean, why am I? Why am I going to spend that much money on that beautiful set and then not show it again? And you, and you get, don't even know where he's at when he lands you that ship that, again. You get that amazing uh, that that you have that cool scout ship set that you can destroy the shit out of. It's in the middle of nowhere, dude, and yeah. you can get all of your superhero punches and throws and explosions. Going and from kicks. like cornfields to the Arctic. That's that's a cool. That, yeah, that's a cool flip. I think. Um, Christian just dropped something. Sorry, I dropped my
2: phone. <laughs> it's right uh, there. Don't
1: don't you pick it up? Don't you make chair noises? I'm on a roll. I'm in my finale. He's making chair noises. (laughs) (laughs) Finish. All right. So I thought that something that was stupid is the fact that they mentioned that the hyper drives the uh, the world engine. The phantom drives, or what the hell ever. Oh Oh, yeah, that they that they're they're powered by the same. They
0: transmogrified it to uh, be space words.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they you know they changed that. Uh, from the tech that was imprisoning them in the Phantom Zone. So why the hell can't you change it back? Why does Zod need to die? And if you're there at the scout ship that has one of those things, why can't Superman have learned about that tech from uh, from Jor-El whenever he was getting his gigantic flash learning? Right, and yeah, you could have Jor be the one who designed it mm-hmm. originally. I don't know if he is in the movie or not, or if that's him yeah, an he is and Lara built. So that means Superman, which, mind you, uh, what's her name? the uh, the sub the mini boss. Oh, <laughs> Feora. Yeah, Feora can die anyway. I don't care. Explosion, Lois Lane subplot. Who cares? I don't care.
2: Uh, Another but, illegal alien,
1: Lois shoots. But Z- but it's very important to me that Zod does not die, and Superman uses that tech imprisons imprisons him back in the Phantom Zone, which establishes the Superman doesn't kill rule.
0: And that is how I would fix the movie. (laughs) I think that's, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think I like it just as much as mine, if not more.
2: Yeah.
1: It's good. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I did. I actually, that was just like some bizarre, like, it was like 6.30 in the morning, and I woke up and just drank a shit ton of coffee and wrote
0: all of it. (laughs) That's pretty much the way mine is, except I just
2: hadn't been to sleep at all.
0: (laughs) uh, Jonathan Kent is killed by Zod. Like him killing two of Superman's dads it's such it's a good i didn't even mention that that's that's a good dichotomy it's just like man you really hate this guy and that that adds more to superman not killing him at the end it's like you took so much from this guy and he's still sparing your life and you're lucky to get that
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right christian give it to me i'm actually i've been really excited to hear yours
2: Okay, so me with it. I rewrote the entire movie. So my movie doesn't share much with Man of Steel at all. Okay. Uh, I think the most important thing, y'all are going to have to deal with my diatribe about Superman as a character. It's very important to me. I think the most important thing about Superman is that he's the opposite of Batman. Bruce Wayne is a mask that Batman puts on. Uh, Batman's the real identity. Bruce Wayne is the public figure that he hides behind. It's the exact opposite with Superman. At his core, he's Clark Kent. He's not Kal-El of Krypton. He's not Superman. He's Clark Kent from Smallville, Kansas. Uh,
0: because he's human. Yeah. yeah, he is like it's the story is about him being human.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. the most I don't like. The, I'm not sure
0: I agree as strongly with the point you're making, but I But I see what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I don't I don't like the uh Superman constantly feeling different and down and having trouble connecting because he's not human because at his core that's what he should be, is just a guy sure. from Kansas. Uh a good guy from Kansas. Uh And so my movie starts with... It's five years in. Superman's been active for five years. Everyone knows the Superman origin story. I don't need it. Clark works at the planet. He's dating Lois. Ma and Pa Kent are both alive because I like the idea of a superhero having both parents. There aren't any superheroes that do, really. And his Uh, dad... I don't
0: know if he's dead in the comics now or what, but he was alive for the longest time yeah. after even after the Reeves movie yeah superheroes like parents dying for
1: superheroes it's a really easy out it's a really easy way to to spark somebody's sense of justice and that's why so many people yeah. do it it was I I did it yeah. yeah
2: personally I mean you don't need to do that for Superman he's Superman he does the things he does because of his parents because of the ideals they've instilled in him. So like in my movie, every Sunday, he's still flying to Smallville so that he can sit down and have dinner with his parents and watch the Kansas Chiefs game with his dad. He drinks beer with his dad, even though the beer has no effect on him because that's what you do. It's your dad. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's true. Uh, And so the movie, the big plot of the movie is a spaceship shows up on the atmosphere of Earth, right out orbiting Earth. Space words. And uh,
0: people
2: People are concerned about it, obviously, because there's a spaceship just orbiting outside of Earth. And so Superman flies up there to see what's going on. And he's
1: so. Is he established as Superman publicly now? Yeah. Okay. He.
2: I mean, there's Clark Kent. They don't know Clark is Superman.
1: Yeah, but uh, but he. But the public persona of Superman exists. Yeah, he's okay. been
2: active as Superman proper okay. in Metropolis for five years. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, so this spaceship shows up. Clark flies up there uh, just to see what's going on. Uh, he doesn't go in guns ablazing or anything because I don't think Superman would do that. He doesn't uh,
0: like guns. Well, wait, no, that's Batman. Yeah, either hoarse no, and rough and irritating. Superman loves guns. <laughs> well, he
1: is, <laughs> he, for is a, he is truth, justice, and
2: the American way. Yeah. yeah. And so he flies up there to Sugar see Man. what's going on, <laughs> and <Man. laughs> oh, another important thing: Lex Luthor isn't in this movie, but it's mentioned. Uh, like, there's like. Superman's most recent capture of Lex Luthor is playing in the background or something like that. Okay. Mm. Just on the TV. Just to establish that that character exists. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Superman flies up to Earth. Zod isn't in this movie at all because I don't care. We uh, need to do him again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and on this spaceship, he meets a green android. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell if he's an organic person or not, but he introduces himself as an AI named Brainiac. He says he was designed by Jor El. He's from Krypton, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's come looking for uh, Kal El to teach him about Krypton. And I'm not positive how it would happen, but we would be the audience would be shown early on that he's lying. I think that creates good tension in the film. Uh, We know there's a secret. We want Superman to figure it out. Good tension right there. Okay. Uh, and so he's, like, teaching Kal-El all about his planet and everything. You can have scenes of Superman dealing with—this isn't a super action-heavy movie, uh, but you can have, like, Superman—like, have scenes of Superman's flying around, he uh, helps a girl get a cat out of a tree. Things like that. Just good Superman stuff.
1: I hope he doesn't actually help a girl get a cat out of a tree, because I do not like that. No, it's cheesy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, this is Pleasantville,
2: but just like uh, that kind of thing, though.
1: Yeah, I almost made a Pleasantville <laughs> reference earlier. We were talking about how gray this movie was.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Appropriate.
2: Uh, but uh, so at one point, uh, Superman. Superman. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Clark asks. Man. Clark asks Brainiac. You know, finally, he's like, "Well, so what really happened?" To Krypton, he knows Krypton's gone. He doesn't really know what happened, uh, and <laughs>
1: what? what? I mean, you said at some point he asks him what really happened on Krypton. For some reason, I imagine Brady, I turning, told him and saying, "Don't you know, Clark?
0: You killed them all." <laughs> he was cracking me up. They sent you away to get you away, <laughs> and not just the men. But your mother and father. But the Krypt children. Oh, man.
2: Y'all quit.
0: <laughs> so he killed everyone on Krypton.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so Superman's the villain of this no. movie? No. So Brainiac says that Krypton was destroyed by a man who rules over a planet of fire. And the real reason he's there is to get Superman to come with him. So that they can defeat this man. This teases Darkseid, the eventual villain for what would be a Justice League movie, uh, who rolls over Apocalypse. He's called the destroyer of worlds pretty often. This is all obviously a lie. Krypton was destroyed the same way. It's always been destroyed. The people got greedy. I think that sends an important message about, hey, maybe don't destroy the planet. Mm
1: -hmm. Which
2: I think is necessary. Yeah. Uh,
1: I personally love Destroying the Planet, so... I love... It's fun <laughs> as hell. We're good at it. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain uh, Kangaroo. But,
2: so, when Brainiac... Uh, uh, the real thing... What's really going on is Brainiac wants Superman to fight Darkseid so that Brainiac can rule over Apocalypse. Okay. Darkseid's planet. Uh, so, he appeals to Superman. He's like, we have to go. We have to avenge Krypton. And Superman's like, "Look, Krypton is my home planet. It's where I'm from, but it's not who I am. Uh, I'm Clark. I'm from Kansas. This is I'm a, I'm a human. Earth is my planet.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Sounds like me talking to people when they ask me how I speak Spanish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico is where my family is from, but
2: <laughs> but I'm from here.
1: I'm uh, from here.
2: <laughs> so uh, this pisses Brainiac off." And so he starts talking about how, uh, let me see, I've got my notes right here, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, so he attempts to take Clark by force. Okay. uh, Because Brainiac in the comics is, I mean, he's got superpowers, flight, super strength, things like that. He doesn't have the full Superman Rolodex, but he's got some of it. (laughs) He's and
1: got, he's an AI. He's yeah. Very smart. Super
2: smart. Incredibly I mean, super. intelligent.
1: You could even throw some techno babble, machine learning crap in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Really. He's kind of
0: like the Ultron of Superman.
2: Yeah,
1: like he can gain new powers by learning. Which, yeah. is, which would be interesting. Yeah. I think. And people are familiar with that idea now. You know, and so that would be is kind it? of a that'd be kind of a striking home thing.
2: Hell yeah, dude! Uh, and so this is where because they're in outer space. Okay. They're not on Earth. Superman can go all out, and we get to see everything. Heat vision, flight, super strength, frost breath, all of it. If Superman can do it, he's doing it to try and take down Brainiac. Frosthead? Frosthead. I can't (laughs) wait to go kill more. Uh, (laughs) And so...
0: Throwback to our Thor episode.
2: Yeah. Uh, Brainiac uh, is actually going blow for blow with Superman to the point that he draws a little bit of blood. Okay. Not a lot, but just a tiny, teensy amount. Uh, but eventually, he realizes he can't beat Superman. He presses. He slams a button. Uh, well, no,
1: no, I'm. I'm not laughing. At, I'm not laughing at it. It's just there's. This is there's a ton of detail in this, and I. I mean, I, I'm. I'm listening to you like I'm watching it. It's just the your world building is really good. I, really
2: Thanks, in, man. I'm really I wrote this in a delirium after having yeah, been up all I, night and unable I'm, to sleep.
1: Yeah, no, sorry. I, I didn't mean to Chapter, chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
2: mean to.
1: I didn't mean to. So, see, like I was laughing at you. I was just, it's just, it's cool. Thanks, I man. Like it a lot. Yeah. So, so Brainiac, Brainiac slams a
2: button. Uh, actually, he's Brainiac. He can just say something like open airlock or something or think like that. It. Yeah, think it, exactly. An airlock opens, Superman is sucked into space, he warps away before Superman can uh, mess with him anymore. I almost said my own F word. Uh, The movie ends with Clark returning to Earth, Uh, the threat is gone, uh, or so he thinks, he goes back to Lois, maybe he proposes, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. I haven't decided. Lois is played by Tessa Thompson in my version. Most of the cast stays relatively the same. Sure. I really think there's a great Superman in Henry Cavill. Okay. Uh, so I want to keep that, but I don't He's like Adam Adams luck. as Lois sure. Lane. Absolutely. He's charming as hell in The Man from Uncle. Uh, oh. Shut up. You haven't even <laughs> seen it.
0: That's my reaction to his acting.
2: Ren, shut up. You've seen him in like two things. I'm back. So it ends on a happy note. uh, But then the uh, uh, first, I have two mid-credit, or two credit scenes too. Two stingers. The first stinger is Brainiac on the ship. This is the mid-credit scene. Uh, He's got the sample of Superman's blood and he's uploading it. Uh, You can even screw it. Have a graphic that says uploading or something like that. Who cares? Cheesy as hell. Oh my god. It's not, it's not doomsday. I know. Oh, okay, so the, <laughs> he because he turns to the or he doesn't have to turn to the camera, but he says something like, "If I can't have Cal L, then I'll make my own something stronger, something more."
0: Bizarre. I knew it. <laughs> bizarro
2: (laughs) second the end credit sequence after all the rest of the for people who
0: don't know is like a duplicate of superman but he is just dumb as hell yeah he's he's dumb and he's reckless with his powers so that's what makes him like a real serious threat
2: yeah uh
0: imagining that in live action is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) henry cavill there are certain versions of that character that would not work at all in live action and others that i think could
2: yeah uh, and then the second end credit scene is a bald man being released from a prison. I wonder who Lois. that could be.
0: <laughs> Lois, Lois Lane. It's a Bald man. It's, it's
1: mocking.
2: <laughs> uh, and so I think I think that's the kind of Superman movie I'd like if you focus on Clark's humanity without focusing on everything that makes him different. It's easier to connect with the character. Brainiac is a fan favorite that fans have been begging for for years. Uh, plus, you set up three different villains now. You've got Lex Luthor, Bizarro, and Darkseid. Uh, I think it lays. I think Sets if you're the stage nicely, yeah, if you're opening a DC film universe, it yeah, you've got two new villains for Superman. Plus, you've got who you know is going to ultimately be the big bad the, of sure. the Justice yeah. League. I, I so like, that's my rewrite.
0: So nice. typically, well done, sir. I,
1: yeah, I like that. I like the fact that you did integrate some of the the planned movies into it because honestly, I don't like that. That's I don't even like that about the MCU. I don't I don't like the fact that I have to watch a commercial every once in a while. Yeah, but but I like a. I like the way that you did it. The fact that it wasn't just like uh, uh, like somewhere in the reaches of space. Dark side is gathering
2: power, you know. know, Elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. This man who rules over a world of fire (laughs) is all you need.
1: No, I I think that that's very, I think that's interesting. I think that that gives lore nerds something to chew on whenever they inevitably dissect the trailer frame by frame by frame by frame.
0: I do think you'd have to split things up. Like, Superman goes up to the ship. Uh, Like, how much of the movie is filled up before then? If that's where the climax of yeah. it really takes place, yeah. I mean, place. there he yeah, goes
2: yeah. to the, goes back and forth a few times. Okay, but and then
0: also uh, with his relationship with Lois, you know, characters. it, they, yeah. it should be fleshed out some more. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I this mean, you is, did a good job of like setting like the world. This
2: is I, a yeah, rough was, story tree.
0: No,
1: that was honestly for a uh, uh, for a pitch that you. Uh, Deliriously pulled out of your ass. That was remarkably coherent. Thanks, I, man. I liked it a lot. Thank yeah. you. Um, are we done? Yeah, we're, we're done. done. Oh my god, y'all! Now we actually never have to talk about this movie ever again. Thanks.
2: Never, ever, ever.
0: Well, I mean, the next movie is oh, worse, crap. and it's a sequel to this one, so. And the movie?
1: Know. Yeah, but yeah, but, I, but the next one, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna do the episode. I'm not gonna spend yes. two and a half weeks dwelling That's on that movie.
0: <laughs> it has to be. So yeah. Finish us, man. All right. Well, Finish him. Uh, are we using our theme song and everything for this episode? Oh we are. Oh yeah. So our theme song is Jacob.
1: Eloise, my royal headache.
0: Great song. Ooh, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't put the words together. You'll uh, know by the end. And uh yeah, Jacob's editing. I don't I'm not sure how to end this bit. I just this is our first <laughs> time doing like uh One of these, like splitting the episode up a little bit, uh, doing our recast and everything separate from everything else. Yeah, so tell us, uh, if you like this, if you are like an avid listener or a new listener, or if you would prefer that it all just be one big long episode. That's the main thing. We're trying to avoid, uh, people having to listen to like a four hour episode or something. I think it's better if we can. Break it up a little bit and uh, try something new at the same time. For the record, in total, we did almost talk about this movie for four hours.
2: Good night.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you're welcome. We split that up so you could go take some uh, ibuprofen yeah. and a nap and come back to it later. Get you a dump in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Just uh, what? Sure. You, get, you get one dump break during this show. <laughs> and if you're not, you're not back in your seat in five minutes, I'm coming looking. <laughs> And on that note, uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening.
2: Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.
1: That was a lot of shit we just did.
2: Okay. Felt like
0: I took one long shit <coughs> because
2: it was what it was. I just kept shitting and farting and coming.
1: In her and her sisters. <laughs>